driving gloves were a combination of gearheads. John the instigator, Derek the concerned, Will the builder, Sean the racer, and maybe a guest invite you to listen while they sit down, have a drink, and discuss cars. Time now for the ride. Hey, it's No Driving Gloves. I hope everybody liked our new show intro. We're going to try out some things, a couple new changes. Let me know what you think of it. Uh, social medias, nodrivinggloves.com. We got everybody with us tonight. It's the, all four of us, the cast of characters. Everybody want to say hi? What's hi. up? <laughs> hey. Hey. They see, everybody says hi. We're trying to go off a little script tonight, too. This is going to be one of these quick turn episodes that we've been doing recently. And we reached out directly to Will and said, Will, you got to talk to us. Seam is canceled. And we all knew this was coming, I think, right? Yeah, I've been saying it was, yeah, as soon as I, I knew it was coming and then CES happened and then it had to. Yeah, you know, two weeks ago, they made that real long video about how it was going to go down and the precautions they were going to take. And I'll be honest with you. I booked my rooms right after they released that video. Did I was like, really? okay, oh my God. I did. I did. Cause I was like, they've spent a lot of time making this video. They spent a lot of time trying to make this happen. So boom, I booked it and uh, I didn't book flights or anything, but I did. I did book my hotel or condo, whatever, but I mean, I can cancel it. Not a big deal, but I figured after that, they put a lot of time and effort into making it happen. So I got three cars that are supposed to debut there, three new cars. And, um, so I, I, I was hopeful that it was going to happen, but anyway, now I've got three unhappy customers. Well, then you get a, figure out the new way of debuting them uh, online. I guess online's the way to do it, or otherwise you're going to have absolutely perfect cars next fall. Would <laughs> One of the things no. I saw I saw on Facebook uh, tonight is, hey, you've all got an extra year now, so we don't need any of these chicken beef welds everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no more Bluetooth drive shafts, stuff like None that. None of that. Yep. <laughs> None of that. Yeah, everything, everything should run there next year. I was going with a friend this year. We actually made the hotel reservations, I think, on my birthday and uh, right after Christmas, December or so. I texted him this afternoon and said, well, yes, SEMA really doesn't want me to go because every time I've said I'm going to go, I forget, blah, blah, blah. This year, I've kind of been on top of it. I uh, was even working with somebody to try to work on the media passes for no driving gloves, if we could do that. guess it didn't, you know, didn't happen. Um, does it disappoint? Were, were you, uh, Derek or Sean, going to go? I was trying. Where were you at, Derek? Uh, I was waiting kind of to see what John was working with with no driving gloves. And I mean, I want to go out there at some point. Um, I mean, it looks like an awesome show. Um, but from what I'm hearing, it sounds like it's just John's fault because he actually was going to go this year, so they canceled it. We can blame it on me. That is possible. We were actually, my company, Company was was talking to three different companies about being in their booth as a booth draw. So it, yeah, I mean it's it's very upsetting because what we do sort of requires putting butts in the seats and in order to experience what we build. And and uh, I was really looking forward to it. It, it was going to be nowhere near the level of debut that Will has, but it was still going to be a debut of of 
our first production chassis. So it's kind of annoying, but understandable at the same time. I'll tell you another thing that's been annoying about it is what time did they announce it? Yeah, it was probably noon, Three, two o'clock today, something like that. My phone has not shut up. <laughs> I'm still getting texts about it right now. You're just so important, Will. That's why. <laughs> so that's another annoying part of it. But anyway, we had a lot riding on this year. I mean, three fresh cars, three customers that's never been to SEMA that were really looking forward to it. Being in a booth I had never been in before this year. Actually, two two booths I had never been in this year. I just hope that uh, they honor it for next year. One of them already has. Oh, the 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 booth that you were supposed to be in already said, yeah? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I actually talked to him about it yesterday. I was like, what happens if they cancel SEMA? Are we still good for next year? And he was like, absolutely. So that's going to make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's, no, it was, it was three. Actually, it was three booths that I had never been in before. It's all of us. Like John asked the question. So is anybody upset about it? And all of us are just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, we're upset. Yeah. We're upset about it. Um, it's, it's a great show. I haven't been in a couple of years. I was looking forward to getting back out there. Have you never been to SEMA, Derek? No, no, I've never been. Wow, okay. Not a whole lot of brass era stuff in in the modification side of things. That's that's, that's the problem, that. you know. Yeah. Does do we need to start brass era mods? Uh, there's some hideous ones. There's some hideous ones out there. We I was gonna say, you there. think that would go over at all? Or? I do believe there is. Correct me if I'm wrong, Will. There is a restoration hall or portion of SEMA where it deals with more of the classic restoration stuff. Uh, I know well, it was introduced a few years ago, and maybe restoration is that evil word, resto mod. But it's very, 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 very slim. It's more geared towards Camaros and Firebirds and Chargers and Mustangs right. and stuff like that. Yeah, there's actually, uh, you know, there it's kind of scattered in in there with Hot Rod Alley there in Central Hall. Also, I mean, there's there's probably some stuff in the SEMA show that you dig, Derek, but there's a Apex might be a show that you'd really like. Apex is is more no. of the no, you don't think? I, he I, would, I thought he would hate think? Apex. Really? Okay. He would hate it. If you're a buyer for advanced auto parts, you like Apex. Kind of, but I mean, there's there's some stuff over there that like there's like there's there's body equipment and all kinds. Of, Apex is weird, man. But I was thinking maybe there'd be more for the. For the brass era resto type stuff. There's nothing at SEMA for brass era. Nothing. Nothing? No. No. There's hardly any brass era at anything anymore. Right. And you use the term brass and you're like, what are you making out of brass? We 3D print titanium now. Why would you do that? You know? I mean. What do you need? A radiator radiator tank? What are you you doing? Right. That's about it. And then they're paint. All of them are painted black. Exactly. Paint them black and. You want to put carbon fiber wheels on your brass Sarah car? <laughs> it's carbon carbon fiber wood spoke wheels. Hey, you know it might be an idea of the future. I was it Lexani? Yeah, Lexani. You being there? Hey, you, people. There have been. I actually know a guy that restored a. a I think it was a early twenties. Uh, so it was brass era, but you know, early car. 
they instead of doing the wood spoke wheels, they actually made patterns of them and did them in cast aluminum. I've seen that to make them Takes appear to be wood but be stronger. I bet we could get you in Lexani's booth with some thirty inch carbon fiber wheels on a brass era car. I think we could we could make that happen. I think if we do it right, I've got some ideas for some projects. It would have to be like a to be a Bentley or a Mercedes. Thirty inch wheels were standard. Or we could get we could do a, a defender. Take the fenders off. Just put as big a wheel on it as you possibly can. Literally, it would be almost like Ferris wheels at each corner. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be easy on one of those cars. <laughs> Nothing in the way. Exactly. Get the fenders off. Boom, done. Yeah. So have we beat that in the ground? I say, well, since we've now realized we're not going to go to SEMA and see all the new toys that cars have. Uh, something came up across the Facebook page this week and I posted and I said, we'd probably talk about it on Wednesday night when we record. And Hey, we are, we're here on Wednesday night and we're recording. What option is on a car right now that if we had our say should be standard equipment? I don't want to say legislated in or mandatory seat belts and airbags and our rear view cameras and things like that. But what option do you think every car should have, whether it be a driver's aid or that? It shouldn't be optional. It should just be standard across the board from Kia to Bentley. I haven't looked at a new car in so long. I I, I, I mean, a backup camera, <laughs> they're probably all standard now. I, I don't know. Actually, somebody said that on, standard on Facebook. And yeah, 2018, they right. across the board yeah. mandatory by law, which goes back to when Honda and a couple of the other manufacturers were giving you a camera in their redesigned 2016 or 2017 vehicles, that's because they already knew they had to put the camera in and it was easier to take the, I assume, promotional tax deduction on it. Has Stellantis come out with any cool um, options yet? Just curious. I'm not sure what Stellantis is up to. Uh, somebody posted earlier today on some page, uh, some cross between a Ferrari F8 and some alfa romeo like they had some weird jaunt one evening it was a 488 and a, and a i can't remember which alpha it was a 488 and an, and an alpha front end and actually it was the uh the gta the new gta alpha with the gta wing on a 488 i didn't think it looked terrible it really i, I look don't terrible. understand what they have to do with each other they're each italian <laughs> but that's about it that's about it it just i thought it looked cool the one thing I think we need, and I cuss it every time it happens, is the uh, we should have our wipers on, lights on. Yeah. Anytime your windshield wipers come on, and uh, to me, even washer, I don't care. So turn on the lights really quick for a washer. It turns on your headlights yeah. and your taillights. Most states have the law. You got to have the headlights on. Mm -hmm. We've got automatic rain sensing wipers. I don't care if we have automatic rain sensing wipers, but once those wipers start moving, you should have lights on all four corners of your car. Uh, people are too um, say it stupid. <laughs> to, uh, yep, say it. Stupid. People are too stupid to do that. That is actually no. That actually brings me to mine, John, because mine was about headlights as well. Because we got my wife, uh, Christine, a new GMC Acadia, 2020, brand new. So she'd have a good, nice vehicle, of course, with all the parenting, everything we're doing. I did not know it came with this. And I, I did not know they were doing this is just because I maybe haven't kept up with the new car world enough sometimes. It has the, and I, this has been 
around for a long time. Don't get me wrong, but it works much better now. It has the, it works way better now. The auto dimming headlights where they switch from bright to dim when they detect cars coming Now That's an old technology. It's been around a while, but it's still an option and it works much better these days. And again, people are stupid and they don't turn their bright lights off. And that is one of the most dangerous things at night, especially in if it's been raining, it's even worse. So I think tied to that, John, I'm going to jump onto yours and piggyback on it. I think the auto dimming sensors should be a, you know, just standard feature that comes on the cars anymore. I've got one that I think would be pretty awesome. I I love it on my wife's Yukon and we have it on our dually as well. And it's, it's in the rear view mirror or side view mirror. And it's just a little light that tells you if somebody's in your blind spot. So blind spot detection, Honda's really got it figured out with the little cameras mounted in the, Uh, the Honda ones drive me nuts. Oh, the little camera. (laughs) I haven't drove one, but yeah, the little camera and the change of view, they drive me crazy, but I've had just that little led light in your side view mirror is pretty awesome. And like our Yukon, if you go to change and there's somebody there, it buzzes you on your left cheek if it's on the left side and buzzes you on your right butt cheek if it's on the right side. I don't have that, but both my SHO and my Fusion, and I can't remember if my Edge Sport had the blind spot detection. Actually, I think it did. The auto dimming headlights was on my Edge Sport and my SHO and on the Fusion. And I'll be honest, I love them. Uh, the blind, the dimming doesn't always work, and I really feel bad when I realize it. And the you know oncoming car is about six feet away from me, and I haven't dimmed my headlights. Sometimes I don't even realize I turned the brights on because the car actually does that itself. Blind spot detection seems to be ninety nine point nine percent of the time. I still double check over my shoulder. Sometimes my biggest problem is for some reason you know my ex girlfriend and my fiance now and that. Their cars don't have blind spot detection, and I find myself when I drive drive their cars or drove, drove, drove their cars, I'm driving along and I look at my mirror and I don't see an orange light and I make a lane change. A couple times there's been somebody there. <laughs> you just get you just get used to it because instead of looking in the mirror, this goes back to putting technology in and t- taking away our ability to drive. Instead of looking in the mirror, I look for a light. You know, just one of those things. And because I do half-ass glance back, that's what saved me from wrecking many a cars just because I'm just too used to my little orange lights in my my mirrors. But they're they're wonderful. The one technology that drives me nuts that we shouldn't have is the um, cross-traffic alert for backup. It doesn't ever seem to work. <laughs> Boy, it scared the crap out of me the other day. The Yukon's got something pretty cool, too, that if it senses brake light and your foot is on the gas, man, every light in that thing just starts flashing at you and uh and it it vibrates the crap out of your butt i mean it's like rah, 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 rah. the fusion has that too and it's got a dedicated <laughs> yeah. led white bar on the dashboard that as soon as <laughs> it, it starts alerting and it vibrating the, the steering wheel trembles and you know it's it's like a disco going on in there well half the time i know what i'm doing and it's What's the other stupid thing it has? Oh, the lane departure warning that every car dealer sells incorrectly. I absolutely hate the lane departure. Not yeah, not only yeah. the warning, but the Acadia has yep. where it steers, it 
return yeah. steers if it detects you going. And I'll t- I shut that off. It's got a, a button to shut it off in the Acadia. And I shut it off because, John, like you said, we've talked about it on the show before. I, I don't like a lot of these driver yeah. assist technologies because it's making people work to become worse drivers. It's It's taking away the ability to drive. I mean, we're working towards self-driving cars. That's evident. I mean, it's it's what's coming. I am the type of person that when a car does something, I react. So every time I'm in the Acadia and that lane departure return is on, I actually counter steer against it and cause more issues for my, you know, I'm not getting myself in a wreck, but you know, Christine's always looking at me going, why'd you do that? And I'm like, cause I left the stupid return on so I shut it off so I don't constantly try to react to the steering wheel. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't turn the turn signal on, I mean, you can muscle through it and change lanes, but it yeah. sucks. Natasha's Toyota does it too. It drives me insane. She loves it. It drives me nuts. Now, see, I you can turn it off in the you know Fusion, but you've got to do it every time. So I've just got it set to the lightest setting so I can barely tell when it's changing lanes. And, you know, I might get a little bit of rumble. Of course, normally I do, what do I want to say, signal when I'm ch- changing lanes, but like I, the common exit ramp I take coming to the house, I always kind of apex it a little bit. And when I go over that solid white line on the left oh. side of the car, go start going to the shoulder, it, it, it reacts violently there. I'll tell you something I really like. That's that adaptive cruise control where it'll, you know, keep mm-hmm. up with the speed to the person in front of you. And my... Mm-hmm. Our, our Yukon don't have it, which I figured it, it would, but it didn't. But my mom and dad's uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee does. And we were coming back from New Orleans, and I'm like, I'm going to see really how badass this is. And so I was following my sister, and we I knew we were getting off the interstate. And I just followed her getting off the interstate. And, I mean, it kept that distance perfectly. When she stopped, it stopped. But let me tell you, when somebody – like when her, she turned left, man, that, that bitch took off. <laughs> it's got the, it's, it's got the Hemi in it, yeah. man. <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> uh, but it's was, it was kind of fun. See, and I turn the, I turn the adaptive, I turn the adaptive cruise control off. I hate it because if I'm going down the freeway and I'm driving along and I got that forget to turn it off, doing whatever I'm talking or I'm doing something and I'm not watching the speedometer and that adaptive cruise control. I'm the type of person that goes, you know, in a 70 mile an hour speed zone, I go somewhere between 77 and 79 mile an hour. That's where I set my cruise. And all of a sudden I look down and because I've gotten behind somebody going 68, I'm going 68 for 10 miles. (laughs) And I'm like, this is, this is stupid. I hate this. Like it just, I don't like that where it adjusts to the car ahead of you because then you don't feel that. No, I'm sorry. It's it's off every time I'm driving. Because then you don't hit the car in front of you. No, because if I'm coming up, if I'm coming up on the car in front of me too fast and I realize they're going slow, I get out in the other lane and I go around them like you're supposed to do. Well, if you do that. But you don't notice you're going slower for 10 miles. I don't want my car to just adjust so I don't understand (laughs) that the car is going slow. You'd rather. No, in other words, he. Is what you're saying. No, I pay enough attention that I don't hit the car. Oh, bull crap. (laughs) Are you. you If you're paying enough attention. You'd know you slowed down for 10 miles. If you were paying. (laughs) 
never, never been in an accident in my life. <laughs> if you were paying that much of attention, you would know to get over. And if you were paying that much of attention, you would feel the car slow down 10 miles an hour. Come on, Derek. Never been in an accident in my life. So, <laughs> well, that's because it goes 68 miles an hour on the interstate. Yeah, when I use somebody <laughs> stupid, and my truck doesn't have it. It's the stupid Acadia that has it. And somehow we've moved moved into that stupid what's stupid on our cars, and auto stop stop start. I I don't care. There's enough oil. You're not. You might save ten years oil down when we run out. Of I agree. It. Every car needs to stay running. I cannot. When the damn thing shuts off, it, when it does that, and you know, we're, we're th- well, three of us are in Alabama here. It shuts off. The fan slows down on the air conditioning and everything else. And then you sit there and you bake. Uh, I think I've got the my car trained that it turns itself on after you know a minute or something, so that the air conditioning comes back. But just sit sit there in the baking sun with no no air conditioning, etc. Just because I'm stopped, or when you need to make a panic move or a quick move and the car's turning off and then you know, all of a sudden you go to accelerate and then it's got to restart in that and you know you lose a half a second second and that half a second second reaction time uh can make the difference between uh being able to pull out like getting hit. absolutely I just but yeah i can't stand can you turn that off on yours john yeah, yeah but you've got to do it every damn time right, you have to do it every time yep and, and the funny thing is, is it's in the center console and I've got, you know, it's a fusion. So I've got the knob shifter. So you turn the wheel and then behind that is the parking brake and which is a pull up lever. And then right behind that is the exact same looking pull up lever that turns off the auto stop start. So it's so easy to, I'm always terrified that I'm going to pull the parking brake you know, forget which levers, which, and pull the parking brake instead of the uh, auto stop start, which I'm assuming since it's electronic and I'm going 40 miles an hour, it probably wouldn't activate. But Well, I mean, you are getting old enough, John. You'd start doing the old man thing in your car, just getting a label maker and putting it in like bold letters what each one is. We could do that for you. Yeah, we can get you one of those floating compass balls that goes on the dash. I think my car has that on the dashboard uh, in, in the uh, TFT display. Yeah, but you want the old school analog. You don't want to trust that computer. I think yep. you want analog. You don't want to trust computer. Will or John would be the person to make you that, that like in really big, like huge letters. They, and they got them. Just so like, it'd be like one of those, one of those giant remote they controls. Got, they've got those big old compass and mm-hmm. things like that, that they use on the great American race. Perfect. I know what we're getting John for Christmas. Talking about adaptive cruise as much as we did, does anybody else like or despise uh, adaptive brakes, brake assist? I actually think brake assist should be is, – is, brake assist hasn't been mandated across the board, has it yet, John? I don't think so. No, I like pedal feel that's consistent every single stop. I, I kind of agree with you. No, no, no. I, I meant the, the adaptive brake where literally it will – the car will if – you have someone not paying attention to what's going on in front of them and something pulls out in front of you or a dog runs out or a child runs out in front of you. Oh, auto braking? Yeah, auto braking. I've seen it really do miraculous things, but I can also see where it would cause someone to panic even It's worse. all good till it starts messing up. Well, yeah. There's situations where it's great, but there's also situations that, you know, I might choose to 
angle the car different and take the accident, depending, you know, on what's happening behind me. Uh, and the problem with also the that automatic braking is it'll on a Mercedes, for instance, it'll brake so damn hard and so damn quick and so damn late. The guy behind you is going to be in your back seat because if unless he's got another Mercedes, uh, he's not stopping that fast. Uh, now, of course, you know, the difference is, is the front of your car is not crushed instead of, you know, both sides of your car being crushed or whatever. Now, that one, that one's up in the air for me if I would want it or not want it. There's so many pluses or minuses to it. Backing up and auto braking, I can probably go with because just so much happens behind your car that even with cameras and that you don't see. I think mm -hmm. Nissan offers that, that, you know, if there's a tricycle or a dog or a kid or a cat or a mountain lion behind you, it'll s stop all of a sudden. The Alpha actually kept me from hitting the dog coming out of our neighborhood. And, and it, it, the dog literally it came out from behind a bush that was like two feet from the road. There was no way in the world that I was going to get it. And it, it literally, I don't know, it was 10 or, 10, 10 or 15 feet in front of me. I was only going 10 mile an hour. Cause I always slow down to go past that house anyway, but it really did. It worked. I mean, it, it worked and I didn't hit the dog and I didn't like go through the rest of my day going, Oh my God, I killed a dog. I, I, it does, it does work in that situation, but I can, I can see the, the pros and cons of that. Definitely. Say there's a quick conversation on that topic for everybody. That was fun. Uh, you know, we're trying to keep this down to it. Yeah. Down to about a 30 minute sh show. Also get me back out of my hot studio. And now we know why. Get back to the air conditioning. Yeah, we know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. get some AC pumped in there. Yeah, yeah. If your your guest didn't stand us up, <laughs> we'll, we'll get him back. Ouch. So, is there anything else, or otherwise, we're going to wrap this up, and I think we're going to hit it on time. I'm literally sitting here looking at something that Derek wants to take a look at. I I just found Zamboni Simulator 2019. Woo! Um, I need to know, like the forklift simulator. <laughs> I, I I need to know what options are standard on that Zamboni and what isn't. What model? I, I really do not want the auto braking on it, nor the adaptive cruise control, because if that Zamboni in front of me is not going fast enough, I'm, I'm going around. Him. Either that I'm pushing him off the ice. What about blind spot detection? Ah. One thing I've noticed about some movies lately is I can't remember what movie or what we were watching the other day. And I said, man, I got to bring that up on the podcast for Derek because they ran over a guy on the hockey rink and, you know, oh, Zamboni, the ice in a nice yeah, show. Was it one of the Austin Powers? But there's so many movies that have was Zambonis. It one of the Austin Powers movies? You know, was it? I know no, I've seen a movie that. where they do that. Yeah, it's something we, uh, she was watching the other day. And then, of course, Zambonis were used in, that's uh, what killed Carla's ex husband in Cheers. Oh, my God. The friendly Zamboni is no longer friendly. With that, guys, I'm going to go ahead and hang up my mic and get out of here for tonight. All right. See you. I'm out. Stay tuned for the Zamboni Simulator 2019 No Driving Gloves live stream. Just for you, Derek. Woo! <laughs> Night, guys. Thank you for listening, and remember to look us up at nodrivinggloves.com. There you can find back episodes, links to products we recommend, and links to all of our social media. Be sure to tell a friend about us. No Driving Gloves is edited and produced by J. Lewis Productions. <laughs>